I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, first time on the Locked On Mavericks podcast, first time actually on any podcast. You know him on Twitter at Tad Mike. It's Mike Tadow. Mike, what you got for me? Man, you ask it, I got it. I can't <laughs> call it is the term, right? I can't call it. But thank you for having me on, bro. Absolutely. Mike is a, is a writer at Maps Moneyball. Uh, we, our paths have crossed on Twitter so many different times. I'm sure if you're, in, uh, if you're on Maps Twitter listening right now that you know of Mike. You've seen him around. You've seen him uh, throwing shade at the, the, the correct places. I've seen, <laughs> you've seen him uh, some features on Maps Moneyball. Uh, he's been around, but I'm glad we finally got to do a podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we might as well start. A couple newsy things. We might as well start off the top right now for the Mavericks, and then we'll get into some bigger conversations. Uh, Luca is officially back in the United States. We had a Instagram, uh, (laughs) an Instagram uh, official, basically Luca confirmation that he's back in the U.S. So that means both Porzingis and Luca are back. And kind of bigger random news: Courtney Lee suffered a calf injury during the shutdown and is now going through surgery. Uh, And Tim McMahon called it a freak have they, accident. Have they confirmed that? I I don't I don't believe I saw anything about surgery. But if you've seen that, I mean, I've been kind of busy the last few hours. But uh, has that been confirmed? You know, I'm asking you if if the uh, surgery has been confirmed because I'm still kind of blown away that this just came out of nowhere. It did come out of nowhere. They, they called it a freak accident. Uh, I think it, it, I think it's going to require surgery. Yeah, th- that was what um, Stein said. Stein said the Mavericks will be among the teams gotcha. needing roster reinforcements. Uh, veteran swingman Courtney Lee suffered a calf injury during the shutdown that required surgery. Which okay, he said required yeah. surgery past tense, which makes me think that he already had the surgery. Maybe I'm See, reading into it. That's too much. what confused. That's what confused me. Yeah, and I think confused a, right a bunch of other you. people too, but. Um, but I think I <laughs> but think it doesn't it's, take much to confuse me. <laughs> I think it's safe to say Courtney Lee's season is done. Yeah, unfortunately, and 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 I, you know, I, I love Courtney. I've had an opportunity to talk to him several times, uh, both on the record and off the record, for a couple of pieces. And the, the dude just loves being here, you know. And I think anybody that has talked to him will tell you that. And so this sucks, especially now. I'm sure he wanted to get back in the mix, no matter how this plays out uh, here in the next few weeks or the next. I'm gonna get back this season, so it, it really sucks. And the fact that it's a freak accident, even without knowing kind of the details, uh, you know, my first thought when I heard that is everything I, I used to write about the Rangers with Lone Star Ball through SB Nation, and the the Texas Rangers have had their fair share of of really freak accidents. Um, the Dallas Stars have had, you know, the the infamous Derek Holland. Uh, I tripped on my dog. So that's where my mind went to is I wonder what happened with Courtney. I mean, not that it's that important. But, you know, kind of looking at it from from a bigger perspective, it just kind of shocks you, like, what happened? Yeah, especially when it's called a freak accident, which, you know, makes you yeah. think maybe, you know, a John Wall thing where he slid down the stairs or whatever he did to his heel. Um, 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, just some, some weird stuff. But but all that being said, however it happened, Courtney Lee, his season seems to be done. He's not going to be going to Orlando with the rest of the Mavericks. I think they have to officially, this is from Bobby Marks, only players that have opted out of Orlando test positive for coronavirus or are on the protected slash excuse list for health reasons can be replaced. So Dallas is at the maximum of 15 players. I think they have to officially waive Courtney Lee. And he's a, he's you know yeah. an expiring yeah. contract right now. So they could do that. Um, the rotation right now looks a little strange without uh, without Courtney Lee, and I think he was actually going to play some minutes in you know in this run because they needed they like that veteran presence. Uh, Porzingis moving up to the five moves Dorian to the four, and then kind of yeah. you know, spreads out the the wings yeah. and the guards. So I think Courtney was going to get some minutes, but now Justin Jackson maybe have to step up. The two way guys, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, who do you think is going to have to step up the most with Courtney Lee being out? You know, uh, defensively, I would say Kidd. Uh, Gilchrist, but I I don't know, man. It's it's it, it's it's just such a weird situation, kind of fluid and still happening. That you know, you wonder if there's anybody else they can bring in. Uh, I think uh, Seth Curry is going to have to really, really be on top of his game now. Uh, just not having that kind of rotation piece, but it's it's really hard to tell at this point. I mean, obviously, Twitter has been kind of afloat with bringing back the accountant himself. I don't oh, know yes. how feasible that is. <laughs> I love the guy, but. I just don't know how feasible that is. So it's it's really up in the air between between is this is this season really even going to happen to all the the COVID precautions? Now you start looking at roster and, and, and where to be able to fill that. It's just all up in the air. But I do think it's going to have to be an internal thing. I think some people are just going to have to step up and and you know fingers crossed nobody gets hurt or comes down with COVID. You know it's going to have to be an internal thing to where minutes are just going to increase substantially across the board, especially since they've been out for a while. You hope that they're in shape you would hope uh, uh but it's just it, it's a weird situation with a roster all in a weird time anyways yeah we're, we're trying to you know have conversations about going into this playoff series go, or season going into this uh the second half of the season basically but we don't really know what it's going to be like i mean we don't know if no. you know all of a sudden the mavericks are going to lose three players right off the bat i mean we don't know what it's going to look like and so uh, we're talking about this w- without any context, which is very strange for for me, especially as a media person, knowing that, like part oh, of the, part of what helps me be good at my job is context of history and being able to explain that and being able to explain you know form you know past playoff runs and things like that. Right. It's uh <clears throat> it's very strange to not have any context for any of this. Yeah, well, I mean, when, you know, the the term that I hated and I've hated for the last four months is in these unprecedented times. Oh, every I mean, email. But that, at the end of the you know, but at the end of the day, that rings true so much, especially in this situation. This it's just really unprecedented. So it, it's tough in terms of trying to decipher, you know, what this would look like, can look like, should look like, uh, because there's really no precedence uh, for a situation like this. Yeah, it's very strange. So now the Mavericks are going to be without Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, and Courtney Lee in Orlando. So that's, I mean, that's pr- three pretty, you know, substantial rotation players. Dwight and Jalen yeah. more so than Courtney, but they're missing those guys as well. Going into this, that's not even counting anybody that is going to test positive for COVID or or anything like that. So uh, a couple pl- a couple I, players you you mentioned some of them that could replace Courtney Lee if the Mavericks end up going that route, which I think they'll need the body. So I think that they might. Go this route, Ryan Brokoff, the accountant, like you said. His name always gets brought up. I think someone tweets me that once a day or, or sends a DM <laughs> like, hey, can the Mavericks yeah, bring uh, in Ryan Brokoff? 
I have received no less than 11 DMs about that, um, <laughs> left and right. Uh, they, you know, I, 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 I leave my DMs open and I really prefer to have, you know, sometimes they feel like I can respond faster to that, which I do. So in the last 24 hours, I feel like I have received, uh, what about the accountant or the accountant <laughs> or money man? Yeah, yeah, money yeah. Right. so it's it, it's out there. I don't know how much of it is in jest, but I do think there's kind of a a a, a ground swell for 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 Ryan Brokoff, and and rightfully so, man. The guy, you know, he he's dope, man. He's really awesome, you know, down to earth. And it, seeing him, you know, leave the Mavericks was tough, um, but it was a situation that kind of had to happen. So your 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 guess is is as good as mine. Yeah, and my guess is probably as good as any of the listeners. So I think Ryan Brokoff's <laughs> name is probably at the top of the list, but uh, who knows if they even go that route, if they don't want to waive Courtney Lee yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, he's a, a veteran yeah. that a lot of the players in the locker room you know, look to and that love having around the team. Lucas mentioned him by name as a player that he you know, kind of looks up to as a, a leader and a presence in the locker room. Um, Ryan Brokoff also like has a young child at home, like a, like a baby at yes. home. And so yes. who knows yes, how that's going to affect all this. I mean, that's like you said, unprecedented times. Who knows? Uh, Jamal yep. Crawford's name gets mentioned all the time. J.R. Smith. Uh, there's other random players out there, though, that I'm going to just run by you and, and just uh, I'm going to go through like a couple of them and tell me if you're interested in any of these for the Mavericks. Okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, Jamal absolutely. Crawford, J.R. Smith, bodies, Tyler Johnson, Trey Burke, Isaiah Thomas as like guards. Any any of those pique your interest? Man, let me tell you, I, I think just from like how much crazier can 2020 get J.R. Smith? Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, I'm the kind of guy when I'm making my chili and I taste it and it's really, really spicy. My first thought is more. I'm that guy. So why not? You know, J.R. Smith. I mean, what could possibly go wrong in Dallas by bringing J.R. Smith? I, you know, I, I have kid, but I think that might be a fit um, uh, for 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 the Mavs. Uh, Trey Berkman, you know, tough. It's just it's just so tough to think about like those minutes. Um, you know, can he handle that workload? You know, a lot of this also comes down to you know what have these individuals been doing in these last what almost four months now? Um, you know, are they ready to kind of step up um, and 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 eat some minutes for for the team? So I think Jared Smith would be my number one just because I'm crazy and I think that would <laughs> that would play really well into the drama aspect. And then Trey Burke might be kind of the, the guy that I think you know the most sensible. Uh, move for me yeah because all of a sudden you know uh, DeLon Wright kind of moves into that secondary guard role uh, you know off the bench with Berea and so you kind of have you need another point guard then at that point too depending on how you're going to run the roster Carlisle loves his two guard lineups and so um, Man, big time. <laughs> you might need another guard off the bench. So, J.R. Smith would be a fascinating name. Uh, I think that would really change the chemistry. Who knows what you know uh, mindset he would be in coming coming to join the Mavericks. Uh, coming up, let's get into a couple more of these names, and then I want to have some bigger sure. conversations about the NBA in general. Uh, we'll talk about all about that coming up. All right, Mike. Let me throw a couple more names at you. This is uh, this is actually all from Yahoo Sports. They collected this this list of names that are available to you know for the Mavericks to replace Courtney Lee potentially, or to replace anybody that's out there that you know teams that need a roster spot. Alan Crabb, gotcha. C.J. Miles, Iman Shumpert, Gerald Green. Any of those wings interest you? You know, initially I'm thinking C.J. Miles. Uh, I mean, he is probably what mid thirties. But he's also a, a Dallas guy, so 
again, I'm thinking of those terms, like how much he'd love to, to take and kind of come back home, so to speak, and 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 play for the for the Mavs. Um, I think that might be my CJ Miles, no, thirty three years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might he might be the guy that I'm thinking of in terms of coming back home. Um, you know, when I think of, of it, I don't always see kind of like the on court production. I'm also thinking, you know, the the other side, the co-curricular side, like, you know, what can he bring as far as features for the team? You know, the leadership, yeah. is there a story behind him? You know, what can he motivate uh, uh, the fan base? And I, I think, you know, the coming home story would be fantastic. Um, you know, I'm a romantic like that. So <laughs> CJ Moss might be uh, one that I think of um, that I think would, would fit in, uh, but it all comes down to, you know, durability. I, I keep coming back to it. You know, what have they been doing the last four months? I think it's such an important question that a lot of times kind of gets lost uh, when we think about, oh, we're not just adding somebody. We're talking about adding somebody who potentially has been at, at the crib just chilling for the last, you know, three and a half, four months. So a lot of that has to be factored into whenever you just pick a name. Yeah, absolutely. CJ Miles could could replace some of, you know, the Courtney Lee, you know, playoff experience. He's had some experience on, you know, at Utah and Indiana and then on Toronto recently. Yep. Uh that kind of veteran presence. Uh he never he's never gone to the finals or anything like that, like Courtney Lee. But Alan Crabb, I think, on the court, I feel like that is, you know, a player that could come in and replace three point shooting. Uh Mon Shumpert, kind of the same as J.R. Smith. Like who knows what you know what's what state he's in right yeah, now. True, true. But I think you could, you know, if we were being honest, we could say that about just about anybody, anybody that we think might be kind of that hard worker that even may have been posting on Instagram that they've been working out every day. You know, you can lift all the weight you want to, man, but we talk about basketball shape. So, you know, that has to be factored into it. But I, I would agree with you. I think Alan Crabb could be a fit. Yeah, he could be um, that you know that three point shooter on the wing, uh, Gerald yeah. Green. You know, like you said, all these guys. Who knows what kind of shape they're in? My my question about that is: Are they going to be able to work any of these guys out to try and, or are they just going to get videos you know, and who knows? You read my mind. It's it's at this point, you know, what are the scouts looking at? What's the team looking at? Are they looking at? Obviously, they're looking at tape. Obviously, they're looking at numbers uh, and all the analytics. But we've never had this situation where okay, there's been a three and a half month layaway, you know, what can we expect from them coming in? What do you analyze at that point? And it's just, it's so difficult. I would, I would expect them to, to potentially touch base with, with their, their representatives to kind of see, but everybody's going to lie to you and say, yeah, you've been in the gym all day, every day. <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's what I would do. If, if right. I'm trying to get paid, you know, I'm not putting words in their mouth, but it, it's just so interesting to see kind of what's going to happen. Are they going to have a Skype or a Zoom workout? That's that would be fantastic. I can just imagine somebody with a laptop running behind Alan Crabb as he's dribbling. <laughs> you know, that's the way my mind yeah. works. Like, is there somebody? I don't know why I went to a laptop. It could have easily been a, a cell phone. phone. Yeah. But let's just go with it with a laptop. And we're not talking about a MacBook. We're talking about like a Dell, you know, Mac, a, a, a laptop running yeah, yeah, behind yeah. Alan Crabb as he's dribbling. Okay, you know, he looks like he's in good shape. You have to laugh at some of this. You know, it, it's it's not a funny situation in terms of. You know, unfortunately, all the people that have passed on, but we're talking about sports and goodness, man, if we don't laugh at a little bit of how crazy this situation is, you know, it, it just drives you nuts. And so that's the way my mind works. And you have me on and I'm going to tell you like it is. I imagine somebody running behind one of these players on a Zoom uh, call with a laptop following them around to see how they work out for the team. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> 
just taking out a wireless <laughs> webcam and running around following it. Or you what know, about that's, a, e- that's even better. A GoPro connected to like a helmet or something like that. What if what if that's uh, the zoom where you're you're on their helmet, you know, and the player has the the GoPro on their head. That's what it is. See, now you're thinking like me, which is which is not good. <laughs> it's not good for you. Let me let me just put that out there. Okay. So, an, yeah. Another name for you, Joe Johnson. Recently in the big three. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't Joe like 74 years old, though? <laughs> he is pretty old. Some of these guys are, are older. Jamal Crawford I mean, is, is like guy. actually I'm 40. Four, I'm 42 years old, you know, so I'm allowed to call somebody old. Joe got to be like 37, 38, really, though. Like, I, <laughs> And that's that's my concern. Again, you know, people are going to be like, is he going to talk about the time off? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the time off. I'm going to talk about the time off because Joe it, it literally is in his late 30s, almost 40. And you wonder what this time off uh, will have done to the legs. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm out. You know, I, I, I like the guy. I know he's done some things with the big three, but I, I think that's too far of a stretch at this point. Joe Johnson, 39 years old, a week from today. There you go. There you go. Birthday coming up. I know old things. I know old things. The ones that uh, I think are l- less likely, Anthony Tolliver, Ryan Anderson, Boogie Cousins, Joakim Noah, Pau Gasol, uh, some of those big men. I just don't see the Mavericks going for them no, uh, at this no, point. Not, but those not are some a, names. Not, in, not with the situation the way it is and so much uncertainty beyond you know whether they'll even get to play, but how things play out. Are we going to have a second wave? There's so much that goes into it. You know, I don't think they want to get into the numbers, into the weeds and numbers with such big names. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, they could already have, you know, again, we could all be wrong. It's unprecedented. That's that's right. the sponsor for today is the word <laughs> unprecedented. Uh, we could all be wrong, but it just seems to me like, you know, you need some good rotation players that are not going to break the bank. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that rides out. Yeah, and the odds are they'll pick somebody that's not even on this list at all. It's somebody random, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. European player that neither of us have heard of. Uh, Devin Harris's Absolutely. name has been mentioned, but I think of all the players, Devin Harris is probably uh, the player that is least in shape because I don't know if he planned on playing this year. So I don't know if that's happening. Dirk has also been mentioned as a name people want to see signed, but that's almost <laughs> I, like I a ceremonial. How long it take before we got to Dirk. <laughs> that was, that's probably more of a ceremonial signing because Dirk is not going to a bubble. I mean, he no. is. He is enjoying no. his life too much right now. Listen, Dirk, Dirk is enjoying his life. Uh, he's he's getting stuck in mud once in a while and needs people to come <laughs> tow him out. Like he's enjoying his his ice cream. Uh, he still is. He's living the life that I wish I could live. Uh, so I would be super super surprised if he even entertains. You know, it would be different if he was entertaining a, a kind of a comeback during normal circumstances. But going to Florida, where the disease is super rampant, no. You can just I, stop I at going to Florida. I mean, just- well, you know, I didn't want I didn't want to put you on a spot like that. That's <laughs> I'm a nice guy. I don't want to put you on the spot. But yeah, I just I think it's ceremonial for Dirk. It's it's great to to to, to even mention his name. But kind of cycling back to Devin Harris, I don't know, man. I think Devin's always been such a hard worker. To be honest with you, uh, I, I, it would not at all surprise me. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe a little bit. But if Devin was a dude, I'm going to tell you right now, if Devin was a dude, I think I would not be surprised to see him running some of these young guys up and down the court because Devin's always been that guy. I mean, he may have slowed down over the years. Uh, I always still think of him in his time, uh, you know, back in the early 2000s when he was a young, spry kind of 
uh, future for the Mavs. I always think of him in, the, in that term, and really not a lot has changed with Devin, maybe a little slowdown here and there. But if he was to come back, I, I don't think we would at all should be surprised that would be, he'd be running circles around some of the younger guys. And I would definitely welcome seeing a backdoor pass from J.J. Bray to Devin Harris. Oh, right? man. On a fast break. Look at that. Look at that. I, you, I promised myself I wouldn't tear up, but here we are. <laughs> I missed that this this season. Can, can we can we talk at all a little bit about JJ's beard? Of course, this is the time right now. JJ Barea right now is supporting, uh, sporting one of the the best you know cor- I guess quarantine beards, COVID beards. Uh, man, he just uh, he has it all. It's it's glorious. Um, I want to stand next to him whenever all this is done and he hasn't shaved. And I don't care how crazy things are, I may get kicked out of there. But I just want to cup his beard in my hands and just look into his eyes that's all i want to do is that weird is that weird you tell me is that weird wait how tall it's, are you would you be looking down at him or up no i'd be right there with him he's okay. I, i'm by five nine man unfortunately okay. I'm, you know i i i I'd, I'd probably be right there with him but I, I don't care how this plays out i want the story to end with me having his beard in my hands is that weird i mean okay i have just I, a little bit i have some breaking news as of three uh, days ago Oh no. JJ Bray's Instagram. We have a picture of him in the pool with his son. Beard down to a stubble. Shaved it. Shaved it off. Oh, well, I mean, give him one more month, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. You can't crush my soul like that. He'll be back. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Yeah, I just, I think he's fantastic. I mean, we, you know, to, to kind of segue into why we're even talking about JJ Bray, it's when we talked about Devin Harris and his ability to kind of rehab and still be in shape. I mean, to me, the epitome of staying in shape and rehabbing and being so relentless is J.J. Barea. I mean, uh, and, and then you add to it that he has that fantastic beard. What's not to love? <laughs> uh, nothing. He's he's probably the player in the N- in NBA history that has used that has reached the peak of his abilities, right? Uh, yeah, the yeah, most, yeah. Like gotten the most out of his career from oh, size wise and you know ability and all. Absolutely. That. I mean, how many times have have people counted him out? You know, whether it's injuries or just. You know, the season's about to start. You know, is J.J. A going to be back? And B, will he be productive? And I I think he thrives on that. I think he thrives on the fact that, you know, there's so many doubters and detractors, um, both here uh, at home and, you know, across the NBA. He just does things. He just does himself. He's J.J. is himself, and he comes out and just performs. So I, I love the dude, and I hope the beard comes back full strength. And if he's listening to this, please. Please stop shaving. <laughs> JJ, leave the beard. Uh, and we know one one person that definitely counted him out. Mavericks fans know that LeBron James definitely counted out JJ Bray at one point and <laughs> became one of the greatest moments in Mavs history. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, you know, we could say a lot about that. You know, uh, you know what's funny is we bring up LeBron, and I, I won't go too much into it, but I, I used to have a Twitter account back in 2007, 2008, when it first kind of came around. Didn't think he'd go anywhere. Once again, never listened to Mike. And I deleted that account. And then I started my my current one in 2010. Uh, and my first tweet, if I'm not mistaken, was something derogatory about LeBron James. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, that's that's completely 180 degrees. I, I love the dude now. He's, you know, not only what he's doing on the court, but what he's doing off the court, uh, especially now more than ever. It's just, it's fantastic. But, you know, all that being said, yeah, he 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 dated JJ, and I I think he'll never forget that ever again. For sure, I bet he still has nightmares of JJ, <laughs> just like backing down JJ, turning around, and a guy you know a guy a foot shorter than him. 
Listen, and, and they both have fantastic beards, so maybe that's something that could bring them back together as as, as good friends. Yeah, they both have fantastic beards. I mean, both old. We, I have the beard that they have, so I, I get it, man. We're of a certain age and growing a beard out, and you know, this has become beard talk, and and I'm all for it. <laughs> No beard on this side of the call. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into so, uh, some bigger conversations about if the NBA sure. should come back. Let's talk about uh, the coronavirus with the NBA returning. Let's get into some of that coming up. You got it. All right, Mike, let's get into some more big picture conversations. So I wanted to get your opinion on, let's just start here because I, I've had such this moral quandary about whether the NBA should come back. I, I've heard both sides. I understand both sides. I don't know if there's a right answer to this whether you know it's right that the nba does come back it's wrong if the nba comes back it's uh greedy if the nba comes back it's selfish if the nba doesn't come back you know it just seems like there's two sides yeah. pulling either way and yeah. it's it's hard for me to get excited about the nba coming back even though you know it's my job and i love the nba so much but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very conflicted you. how do you feel about this uh, yeah, I'm there with you, man. Uh, obviously, I wanted to come back, but you know, the caveat being, I wanted to come back right. Um, but it just is not looking that way for 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 kind of a lot of reasons. Um, first and foremost, the location is just come on, no. I mean, it's basically saying, you know, we're gonna bring everybody into the fire, out of the frying pan, right into the fire that is Florida. I think the fact that it's in Florida, I think the league, uh, and for the most part, sports has been real naive about where we stand with that. So that's one aspect. Uh, and secondly, I mean, I believe I heard that there's, there's been times where they've talked about, you know, there's an acceptable level of, of, of positive tests. So they, they anticipate, and maybe there's going to be some collateral damage. I just think that's so weird. You know, we we don't know what all this disease can and, and, and affects people of any age. Now I'm hearing stuff about how it affects, you know, people's toes. There's so much we don't know. And I'm not a epidemic, you know, I'm not a scientist by any by any shape or fashion. So there's so much that we don't know, but we're diving headfirst into 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 this return, uh, especially in a, in a place that I think probably wouldn't be the best idea. I, I would have rather if they were going to come back. Let's look at some places where that curve has flattened where a lot of things are opening based on science and not just we need to get the economy back. So that's my concern is not only for the staff and and, and supplemental uh, staff that are going to be working these games, but for the players themselves. I mean, they, they went through what they went through in March uh, with the whole Rudy Gobert uh, uh, stuff that happened. And it shook some people to their core. We had a player that lost his mom. Uh, uh, and so it just... Yeah, it befuddles my mind. Yeah, towns, uh, Carl Anthony. It just befuddles my mind that this is still going to go on. And if and I'm going to put it out there, I just don't think it's going to happen. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. Uh, looking at Florida's numbers and looking at the response uh, from the state of Florida, which really does mirror the state of Texas where I'm at, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I wish I was wrong, but it just does not seem that safe to me. So that's where I'm at right now. Let me play the NBA side of this and see, you know, if I can try and understand where they're they're coming from. So, the idea of of Florida is you have to have the amount of uh, facilities, you have to have, you know, the the place for them to be able to play. And yeah, I think Disney World absolutely. is one of those few places that. that they could find to to be able to play. I think also you're able to isolate and create the best version of a bubble, um, you know, that that they could. It's not going to be airtight uh, because 
we're learning still more about this virus and where it comes from and how you know it's gonna uh, where where it's coming from because uh it could come from anywhere right it could come from a package that you get it could come from you know food that you're eating like like who knows where it's coming from um but but picking you know picking florida is just because of that that disney world area it could be anywhere and this is the best version of a bubble that they could come up with um you know to be able to uh, like if the bubble was anywhere it could still get in right but this is one of the places where they could could create it yeah and i, I see that I, I don't think they're being negligent in their thought about florida um when they made that decision but i think to kind of counter that a little bit a lot's happened since that first decision was made and and i know they've planned a lot you know everything from the rings and 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 kind of who will come in and how things are are going to be protocoled out I think a lot has happened and continues to happen on a daily basis to where my question for the NBA would be, where do they draw the line and say, okay, if this happens by this date, we have to rethink things. You know, at what point do you do that? And I'm just, every day I see the numbers from both Texas and Florida, and I just don't see any inclination uh, and any move by the NBA, at least publicly, to be able to say, you know, we need to rethink this. Uh, and so that's my concern again is there's got to be a plan of like, look, things are exponentially kind of going out of uh, out of proportion from when we first decided to make the move to Florida, that they needs to be that plan. And I, I haven't heard anything about it. I'm not the end all be all, obviously, when it comes to NBA. But I feel like I would have heard publicly if, if a plan uh, existed in that realm. Yeah, man, it's it is a tough thing because you mentioned that they they're expecting a certain number of positive COVID cases. Uh, I just think that that's sort of like a you know leaving room for error, right? Because they can yeah, do yeah, they, yeah, they can yeah. take all these different precautions, and they're going to like you mentioned with the proximity alarms, they're going to be you know socially distant. All all these things that they're going to try to do, um, you know, to keep the players safe the best that they can. You know, uh, even keeping players in different hotels, like to try and minimize the contact with other players, to to minimize that contact as well. And uh, they're ex- they're expecting a certain amount because they just don't know if they can completely keep it out. And I don't know if you can do that anywhere, right? To keep yeah. to keep it completely out of anywhere. It's just such yeah. a strange situation. Uh, we've never really seen anything like it. And uh, no, so, so no. you think it won't come back? Do you think it should come back? Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it should come back, but it all comes down to the timing. Like, unfortunately, I think it should come back maybe later when some of the numbers have started to trend down on a consistent basis. Unfortunately, we're getting kind of the inverse right now. What we're getting is numbers trending upwards, especially to where they're headed. And and that should be that should give anybody pause. For sure. And I I, I don't know. Uh, on a on a national league basis, like if the if the league is really taking and 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 having some pause on that, I know some players are. They've got to be, especially those yeah. that you know that have people in the house that that really can't get sick. Um, you know, I, I I have a pre-existing condition where I can't get sick, so I'm I'm, I'm you know I'll put that out there and say that I'm extra sensitive to 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 COVID, mm. and I know I'm not the only one. And so there's got there's got to be some kind of uh, some of those thoughts that I don't think have really kind of been made public. Uh, yeah, sure, let it come back. You know, So what if it comes back way later uh, in the season or in, in the year? As long as you know there's some control and numbers are starting to trend down and they still implement some of these uh, protocols that they have, I think that's, that's coming back safer and smarter. Right now, it's like, yo, we're gonna keep adding all these protocols, 
but yo, we're still going into the fire. Like we're going to add more and more stuff. But at the end of the day, those numbers are not coming down. And that's kind of the dilemma that I have that I wrestle with is, are we sure that that's what you want to do when the numbers really are skyrocketing? You want to add more people to that uh, when the numbers are skyrocketing. But that's, you know, that's my thought. uh, And that's where I'll leave it at. I want to keep you on a little bit longer because I want to get your sure. opinion on this. A lot of uh, it seems like from you know hearing from JJ Redick and other players that were on the, the call with Kyrie and, and the players that were talking about you know why they shouldn't come back. It seemed like the majority of players thought that a reason to not come back, even more so than Corona, was the Black Lives Matter movement, and they didn't want to be yeah. a distraction from this movement going on right now. What do you think about yeah. um, would the NBA coming back be a distraction, and what do you think about that side of it? Oh, it's it's tough. Um, obviously, being a black man, you know, I, I hear what Kyrie and them are saying, uh, but I also hear and understand from the other players that are saying, you know, we want to continue to use this platform that we have um, to not let it be a distraction. Uh, my concern is I, I think I'm going to lean towards Kyrie's side and I think it's going to become a distraction uh, because I think the focus is going to be on, look, it's the NBA in Florida where the numbers of COVID are going up. And that becomes the story. And rightfully so. I think COVID should be kind of a story. But I think the protests and the momentum that we have now is kind of going to be subdued a little bit if they decide to move forward. You, you kind of get what I'm saying? I think that becomes secondary. And in that regard, I do think that Kyrie and them have a point. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. This is unprecedented, as we've said. Uh, not only are we dealing with, you know, the the protests and the movement that we have going on, the momentum, you know, you throw into it a pandemic, which is completely, you know, so bonkers to me. It, it, it really could go either way. Um, I do think it might be a little bit of a distraction, and I think it might take away from the momentum, especially when there's so many NBA players that that are so vested in, in the social justice move. Absolutely. Uh, I, I wonder if the, you know, there's so many ways it can take it. I don't know if any way it's necessarily right. And it's hard to predict how, you know, society will react to this. There's also so many subsects of society, but I wonder if by July 30th, that this movement sort of has lost steam in the public eye or even in uh, like lawmakers eyes or, you know, or whoever is the decision makers, whoever has, you know, the power to make change. And then the NBA comes back and they're able to bring that conversation back on a national scale with that platform. That's a good point. I definitely have to 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 put it out there. That's that's a dang good point. I don't see the the movement kind of losing that much steam. Uh, maybe the pandemic and maybe the summer heat might start to affect kind of the size of the movement across the, the country. I don't think uh, the movement will will kind of subside that much. But I do see your point. I do see your point about with the NBA back where they can. Uh, uh, you know, kind of restart things or jumpstart things or even take it to the next level. So, yeah, you know, I'm just like you. I see it on uh, on both ends. I think it is good, there's bad, um, but it, it's going to be tough. I mean, it, I think it really puts uh, the movement kind of on a back burner, um, especially with the way the numbers are trending in Florida, um, and, and especially if a big-name NBA player comes down with COVID. Yeah. I mean, that's a game-changer. You know, let's. I, I don't wish this on anybody, so let's put that out there. But let's say a LeBron comes down with COVID. Yeah, right. You know, at that point, I hate to say, but ain't nobody talking about the movement. Right. It's all going to be about LeBron and COVID and was this a smart idea? And and right then and there, I think you have detracted from the movement. 
Yeah. But, you know, again, don't wish that on anybody, but if that happens, comes to pass and it's a possibility when you go down into the fire, so to speak, that somebody, a big name, somebody could come down with a disease. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Well, the NBA itself, like we, like you mentioned, expects a certain number of cases and uh, man, it's just so many things, things are going to change by the way. Uh, I was just looking this up. So the NBA would start five weeks from now. Uh, yeah. Five weeks ago, George Floyd was still alive. It was May 18th. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's how fast things can change. And it is, uh, yeah. man, who knows what what's, it's going to look like from yeah. now until the NBA comes back. So, uh, Mike, any final thoughts you want to leave with? You know, I think it's uh, it's an interesting time. I think if anybody's going to take anything away from here, um, from your listeners is, you know, reach out to a black person and, and, and see how they're doing and talk to them kind of with an open mind about, you know, if you're going to talk sports, fantastic, but make sure you keep an open mind and realize that it's not just about sports anymore. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I get uh, DMs or even tweets or emails sometimes asking me to, 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 to stick to sports. Uh, I haven't done that in four plus years and I'm not going to do that now. And if you are one of those stick to sports people, you need to ask yourself, you know, is sports the end all be all? And if it is, man, reexamine some things because uh, there's much bigger things in life. And you don't need me to tell you that, but I am telling you that. There you go. Uh, good thoughts. Mike Tidal, thanks for joining us. Your first you podcast. It was, a, it yeah. was a good one. So I hope people enjoyed it. And uh, Oh, man, your, your numbers are going to go down so bad. <laughs> people love so Isaac bad. that much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually they do. I, I love him too. He's he's fantastic. He once helped me find my car in the in, at the AAC because I couldn't remember where I parked my new car and I didn't remember what kind of car. I'm old. But he really did help me. So shout out Isaac. That's the type of guy he is. There you go. Mike, thanks for joining us. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Thank you, man. Y'all have a good one.